The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. Sometimes, sometimes the challenges in life, they, they mold us and shape us like, ah, ouch, ah, Lord. But when His sweet presence come in the room this morning, if you didn't feel a shift this morning, I'm going to tell you what, we, we, need to, we need to sit down and talk a little bit. I need to, I want to help you. I really want to help you because, because the presence of God is so sweet in here this morning and the, and the praise team uh, encouraged us and lifted us in, in a manner that as they praised the Lord that it changed the atmosphere and then as you, it touched your hearts and as we, we get in one accord in one mind, the presence of God just molds and shapes. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God you're here this morning and those who will be listening. Let's welcome those all about in the area by now. God bless you watching this morning. Good morning. It's so glad that you're listening. We, we want to see you here, but those that can't be here, we want to give them just a second to get online. Sometimes it takes technology a little bit of time to get the notifications. And I hope that you're ready and ready to hear the word of God this morning. Amen. How many of you are ready to receive from the Lord? Yes. Amen. God bless you. God bless you this morning as we as we get in the word of God and those by now are are online that they can they can join in our river family. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Our extended family that those to the north of us and those to the south of us and those clear to the west of us and way down in Florida south of us. So we've got we've got family members clear down there. We've, we've got we've got members to the east of us. Amen. We've got those we've got those north up into the Michigan land that that may be watching this morning. God bless you. Those down around the Kokomo, the Carmel area, we have people watching down in that area that they're blessed and they hear the word of God. Amen. The word of God's exciting, right? Amen. Amen. Coming to church is exciting, right? Yes. Amen. You see, we don't just come to church. We get to come to church. No one forced me to come to church this morning. I was glad when they said, come on to me. Amen. Amen. I was glad when they said it's it's time to go to church this morning. Amen. We've we've been on a study. How many of you how many of you know that I've kind of settled in in Psalms with our brother with David in the in the Lord where it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God. That's been the message for a long time that keeps repeating itself because the Lord is trying to do something in our lives and our families and our friends. For so many years, I lived a life displeasing to God. I know it now. I was blind then, but now I see. Nothing to boast about because I was a sinner and I was good at it. Guilty guilty and until i recognized that there was a problem between me and the most high god there was no change i kept thinking that everything was okay with me and the lord i kept thinking that things were fine that i could do what i wanted to do only to one day find out this great revelation that maybe something was off amen Praise God, I got, I got one in the house. He's encouraging me, Pastor. Awesome. You're not leaving me up here all by myself this morning. Hallelujah. Because I, I, I fell short. Oh, I thought I was everything in a bag of chips. And I see people today, if I could talk to them and I could talk to you on the broadcast, those that would, that if I could encourage you to come closer to Jesus. There's, I can picture people in my mind right now that should be in church that if I, if I just had a few minutes and maybe... Maybe they would watch online and give me five minutes of their time. That I can encourage them to grow closer to God. That, that their lives are turned upside down right now. They're in turmoil. They're under testing. They're under great pressure. And I've wanted to talk to them and I want to have that opportunity. I, I pray that I just get five minutes. Say, can, I, can I encourage you to draw closer to God? Draw near to Him, the Bible says, and He will draw near to you. Recently, pastor's been talking and so eloquently. He said, what, what are you hearing from the Lord? 
What's the Lord telling you? And many people, they've, they've got a list of what the Lord's telling them. You know, sometimes I pray and I don't hear anything. I'm wondering, should I go forward? Should I go back? Should I go to the side? Should I go left? Should I go here? Should I go do this? And last weekend, I want to share this with you, those of you watching. You know, oftentimes I don't hear from the Lord when I'm doing 90 mile an hour. When the pressure is on both sides and on top and life's turmoil and I'm trying to be a manager at work and I'm trying to be a dad and I'm trying to be uh, now a teacher at home through virtual learning and relearning fifth grade math and amen and being a husband and, and all the commotion of things going on and sometimes we get in this rat race if you will like a like a like a little little whatever you call them little little got gerbils and all them that go on the wheel and you're just going through life you're going 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 and sometimes God says I, I just want you to slow down a minute I want you to get back to your secret place that time with you and I that we I would talk and you recognize that I was talking I know you're listening, but you're not hearing. You're, you're, I know that you can tell, but I'm not getting the response. And it's because we're doing this. And in worship last weekend, last Sunday, I didn't know when I'd be, I'd be ministering this. And the Lord gave me this for the next time I spoke. I actually, I actually wondered if I was supposed to give a word at the time or do season. And then here this opportunity comes. Boom. Just like that. Last Sunday, as the praise team was, was playing, and we were all worshiping. I hope that you were all worshiping. And, and I want to share you what the Lord gave me. Is that okay? Because sometimes I don't have a clear what the Lord is telling me. And sometimes it comes in this and comes in that. And sometimes it's the small, still voice that gets your attention because you sat still long enough to hear and in that worship last week, I literally just stood for minutes. And I get this, and I get this, and I get this. And in that worship, I heard, I heard in my spirit. I heard, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm like, and, I, and out of the blue, and I had to go look up these verses. How many of you ever hear something? You're like, okay, I'm going to go look that up. Amen? Uh, sorry, I don't have Bible 101, 102, 103 where the verses are memorized and everything's in there. I just get a piece or I get a, I get a portion of a word and, I gets, and, it, and it, it gets in me. And I'm like, I, I better look that up. I better, Lord, what are you trying to show, share it with me? And we'll get there, and, and I'll show you in a minute. Don't, don't pull it up on the screen yet. It's in James chapter 4. And then I also heard in a reference in Isaiah, and we'll, and we'll get there, but I just want to share this as an opening for you. It says, enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? I don't understand. You see, his ways are higher than my ways. His thought, I don't, well, Lord, what are you, I can tell that there's a difference. You're working on me. You're telling me something. What, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And then I heard also, I found it to be in Isaiah, where it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. I'm like, oh. man. Lord, what are you telling me? You see, we get we got to get back into not worrying about everybody else, but look at our own self and reflection. I'm looking at myself and I'm like, Lord, are my ways not your ways? What are you trying to say to me? I'm I'm going through self evaluation as I'm lifting up the Lord. And he says, For he says, Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Where are our thoughts lately? 
don't worry, this gets into a happy, strength, and encouraging message. But I'm sharing you with what the Lord gave me, and I don't know what the Lord is telling you. The pastor asked the question, what's the Lord telling you? And I thought that I should share, I asked the Lord, should I share this? Yes, share it to my people. Now, how this word challenges you, but it, it came for a reason, that it will not return to him void. It came for a reason. <laughs> draw near to him, and he'll draw near to you. Have we found ourselves separating ourselves a little bit because we're in the rat race of life? And we need to get back to the quiet time of drawing near to him. Have we, have we resisted? Have we gotten so comfortable with our Christianity that we don't set aside time any longer because we're too busy trying to be this, 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 that, this? I don't know what this word does for you, but this word, it does encourage me, but it also makes me self-evaluate and say, Lord, if I've, if I've slacked a little bit on that quiet time, forgive me. Here I come. Lord, if I've, if I've neglected that reading and, I, and I've, I've, I've got all this past knowledge, but I've not refreshed lately, here I come, Lord. If, if things have gotten out of hand and I'm, just, I'm not really trusting you anymore and I'm just doing my own thing, here I come, Lord. Draw near to Him, He says. Go with me to the first verse. In James chapter 4, verse 8. Look what, look what it says. He gave me the first part of this verse. He says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. The Word of God says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right? Draw near to God. This young man's about to preach my message here. <laughs> because he's... See, you see, we have a connection now. As brothers in the Lord, he's already receiving in the Spirit what the Lord's doing here. And there's a connection because he's receiving the Word and it's not bouncing off him, I can already tell. It's... In my life, the Word of God, when I would get this, I'm like, I'm all right. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I'm all right. They're the problem. Everyone else is the problem except moi. And I check myself. I'm like, Lord, wash me. Not just my hands. Wash all of me. Purify this heart, if there's anything that's been separating me from you, I don't want to, if, if this is a word for you, praise God, but I don't, for me, I've got to check myself. I don't want to be that false convert. I don't want to be one that's neglecting the word of God. I don't want to be the one that's neglected prayer, neglected fellowshipping with one another as some in a habit are doing. I don't want to be that person. Lord, renew me, forgive me, restore me. That's the beauty of our God is when you self-identify and you reflect on and how the Word is here to help. If I could just tell some people they're going through some trouble in their homes and marriages and life and work and school, would you just draw near to God? He'll draw near to you. Even when you don't feel worthy. Even when you know that things are so bad, He still will draw. All you have to do is call upon the King of Kings. Amen. He said to enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings in Isaiah chapter 54. Do not spare, do not refrain. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. We are to encourage one another and we're supposed to enhance and we're supposed to spread the gospel. But he showed me an image. And this has been happening to me here a little more frequently. Maybe it's the Lord's working on me. But I, I saw how this tent was expanding. But yet, the cords were being stretched. And the wind was blowing. 
How many of you have ever put up a canopy or a tent? Now, it's great when it's standing on all four legs, but if there's a mighty rushing wind, what happens to that tent? I saw the wind blowing as the storms were coming and causing chaos to the tent. And there were some inside the tent that were trying to hang on to the tent and keep it supported properly. And others on their, on their cords were being stretched and stretched. And the very stakes in the ground were solid, but some were in sand, not in rocks. And some, the ones that were in sands, the stakes actually have begun to move and be compromised. And as they're compromised, this, the tension of the cords is no longer the same. And when there's no longer tension on the cords, how many of you realize that then there's now chatter and movement and the tent's no longer stable? But for some of you that have planted your stakes down in the solid rock, the ones that have you, for you and your house, you've made a decision that, that today's the day for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Because there's some right now that if I could encourage them to draw closer to God, because their stakes are wavering. They thought they were planted solid. Everything was good in their life. There was no problems, no worry. The problem is that they have no relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the storms of life are coming in and seeing the tent stakes loosen and loosen and loosen. And if the wind blows hard enough, what happens to the stakes? What happens to the cords? Then what happens to the canopy? What happens to the pillars inside the canopy that are trying to hold? You see, we're all a team. Each one of us have a purpose, whether you believe it or not. Maybe you're the ones down there on the stakes around the tent. Maybe you're the ones part of the cord. Part of, maybe you're part of the pillars in the church that you're, you're holding the roof up line and, and the snow comes and the weight comes. You, you've got the weight, but some of you are hanging on to a weight that you're not meant to carry. Some of us are having to carry some extra weight, but the Lord is able. The Lord is able to help you hold the weight from the storm because you you planted your stakes in deep. To a rock, to a ground where the stakes don't waver, but those that plant their stakes in sand during this time, the storms come and the seasons come and draw near to God. Double down. Replant, not in the sand, but in the solid rock of Jesus Christ. For me and my house, my house is going to stand because I planted deep in the rock. I've got, my, I've got my, my tent stakes hammered in on the Word of God. Let the storms come, but for me and my house, it can blow all you want. Go with me into Luke. I don't have it in my notes. It was in my notes somewhere. But go with me into Luke chapter 6. Let me show you another thing that he showed me. Luke chapter 6, verse 46. If you're there, if you would say amen. He says... In his word. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Don't worry, this is, this is designed to be an encouraging message. But it has to get home to a point for those that have their, pent, their tent stakes buried in the sand. Versus on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Because... In our homes, our families, our tent will collapse. Our, our roof will collapse. The walls won't be able to handle the weight. The roof won't be able to hold the weight if we're not planted on the Word of God. I, I know people right now that are so successful and so prosperous, but yet their house and their founda foundation is not based on the Word of God. They're not based... They're, they're blessed in their own eyes... But where is their strength of the Lord? 
I know people that have got it all. They can do anything they want right now. But yet the walls are feeling the weight. The tent stakes are quivering from the wind and the storm that's getting ready to hit their house. But for you and I, let me tell you, hold strong. It'll hold. Amen? You made a choice today for you and your house. Fear not, says the Lord. It'll hold. You may not think those ropes will hold. They'll hold. You may think that those peg stakes don't look big enough for the storm that's getting ready to hit. They'll hold. But for those that have not built their house, you see, this is the warning going, listen, you've got to start all over. You've got to rebuild. You've got it all. You've got everything. But things are crumbling. Lift up your eyes unto Jesus. And they're like, well, see, you're just one of those preachers. You... What, what do I need you for? I've got everything. You don't see the things I see. You see with the material things. You see, I've never had a problem. I've never had a this. And they don't recognize and receive a man of God into their life. And they wonder. They wonder and wonder. And then it goes, oh, no, maybe that man of God was right. I better change. I hope I can change soon enough. Because if you're not careful, the tent will come down. And you'll be sitting there going, what just happened? It was so good. It was awesome. I could do anything. I'm invincible. And I found myself rebuilding. Happened to anybody? You see, you and I that have been down this road before understand it because now our eyes have been opened and we have... A, a, a need to lovingly care for people to draw them to Jesus. Draw near to Him. He will draw near to you. Amen. Amen. For me, I was that guy. I was the guy that I'm describing. I had it all. It wasn't none of mine. I just thought I was everything in a bag of chips. I found out my Dorito bag broke. And you know what's in the bottom of a Dorito bag? That's what I had left. That was me. I had my eyes opened. And one day the Lord did it. But look what it says in verse 47, Luke chapter 6, verse 47. It says, whoever comes to me. Boy, that took me a long time to get. You know, that's just one little simple verse. (laughs) If you know anything in the Bible, and it took me 20 some years to recognize that right there. Whoever comes to me. (laughs) And hears my sayings. And what? Does them. Long learning curve right here for this stubborn guy. Right here. I will show you whom he is like. In other words, I'm going to show you a distinction. I'm going to show you an example of a lifestyle where everybody thinks everything's good. But yet I'm also going to show you that even though things are rough and the storms have hit and things are challenging, I'm going to show you that there's a more excellent way today. Can you say amen? Amen. Because I didn't recognize it and I didn't have anybody to teach me it. I had no support group, no one to show me. But praise God, you now here, River Family have a support group no matter what storms hit you the pe- the tent stakes will hold amen he says in verse 48 he's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock how many of you know how to build amen he's given us an example of how to lead your home how to how to get out of your mess how to make sure when the storms of life hit it'll hold he says, and when the flood arose, the stream beat, beat vehemently. In other words, real bad. How many of you are under some stress right now? I'm not even going to look up at you. I'm just going to look at my Bible. It's all right. There's some stress. There's some junk. There's some stuff going on. I've been there. Trust me. It says, beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it. Hello? What's that say? Could not shake it. You know why? (laughs) 
the tent stakes are holding. The, the cords may have their maximum elongation that they can go. But let me tell you, the tensile strength of those cords is mighty high. And it'll hold that roof down. It'll hold that house solid. It'll keep those anchors planted where you need it to be, no matter what storm and trials hit you this, this year. He says, but he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation. There was nothing structural holding him down. There's nothing keeping him locked in to the word of God against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. You see, too many people have their eyes on material things these days and make that a sign of prosperity. Am I blessed? Yes. Do I have material things? Yes. Do I have a home? Yes. Do I have a beautiful family? Yes. But let me tell you, there was a time where the storm hit my life so bad it rocked my world. It's only because of the Lord. Hear me. It's only because of the Lord am I where I'm at today. It's only because of the Lord that me and my wife are still married today. It's only because of the Lord that I have a son. It's only because of the Lord that I have a home. Because the storm hit. And it hit bad. And I didn't know what to do. I found myself desperate. But when you get your life planted on the Word of God, it will hold. It will hold. Can I encourage you today? I, I feel like you got to understand the, the stakes that you've driven. You've made a distinction. You're, you're, you are like, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You've said, I'm not going to bow down to this deal. Hello, Daniel chapter 3. Amen? Amen? King Nebuchadnezzar, what's he say? I want you to bow down to this. And you say, I'm not bowing down. And, and what he say? He said, I'm just going to make it seven times hotter. And you say, I'm still not going to bow down. Amen. That's the kind of fortitude I'm talking about to rise up in the church and to rise up in you. If, you're, if you're, you need to get right with the Lord today, get right. But you that have made it right and made it your choice, stand firm. Amen. Amen. Let it get hot. Even, even King Nebuchadnezzar said, here, let me, let me give you a second opportunity. Let me give you another chance at, at bowing down before me and giving into the world and putting your faith in some little golden image. Let me give you a second chance. It's a little hotter now. Let me give you a second chance. And what, and what happens? They say, no, we ain't going down that. Hello, Christian? I'm going to get a little bold on you. A little bold as see it's time to raise up a standard. It's time to say no. You know, why is it that we never heard about shutting down and all that and all the junk going on when it was time for the election and time for Halloween? But now people want to encourage us to shut down for Thanksgiving and shut down for Christmas. Why is that, my dear friends? I know I'll preach a little bit. I'll preach myself happy. Amen. Because why is that? Why is it okay to go trick-or-treating and and Halloween and all that devil junk. But it's but we discourage you from meeting together with your family. You, you got to remember, this might be the only Thanksgiving you have left with someone. Hello? It's time to stand firm on the Word of God. And ha where's your faith? Where's your trust? Do we have to be wise? Absolutely. Don't, don't send me hate emails. I got it. But where's my faith? You see, I, I point at you, but you see, whenever I minister to you, it's first coming at me. I go, Lord, am I being double-minded in all my ways? He's saying, fear not. Well, fear not. Storms are coming. Fear not. The, pen, the tent stakes will hold. Let the storm hit. Fear not. Hello? Why is it that the world is trying to cause us to constantly be in a, a cycle of compromise? You see, 
compromise will lead to a crashing of the home. If you allow a little bit in, it's only a matter of time before the crack gets bigger. It's only a little bit before the, pen, the, the tent stakes start loosening up. If you start letting compromise in the house and you don't recognize it. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we're not going to bow down to that. You might have to go through some fiery things. You might have to go through some tests and some trials to show your faith. Faith cometh by hearing. Got it. But faith is often tested under adversity. Hello? You're going to stand strong. For me and my house, I'm, I'm, go- I'm, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about you. I've got to worry about me. I can point my finger at all you guys, but I want to make sure I'm getting to heaven. I want to make sure I'm leading my home right. Hello? Is this too hard? Are you okay? Hope we didn't lose too many broadcasters out there. You, you see, because somebody needs to say this. I so wish I had someone telling me this 20 years ago. Oh, maybe they did and I wasn't listening. You see? See how quick that turns? Oh, I wish I had done They were talking to you, but you didn't recognize the voice of the Lord because you're too busybody. You're too, I've got this figured out. I'm here and here. I'm here and here. And sometimes you just got to stand at the altar and say, Lord, forgive me. And you draw near to him and he draws near to you. I wonder how many Christians are going through life separated from God and they don't even realize it. It's sad. It is sad. There's people today that think they're all right with the Lord and they won't give they won't give God an hour of their time. I mean, we've we've got it so good in America, you don't even have to come to church. You can have church right here and they still won't get on the broadcast. But yet they're blessed. Hello. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. The devil would love to do nothing more than to get you to be unthankful and dwell on the things of the storm, of the junk. And he says, draw to me. You see, years ago, literally 15 years ago, today my storm hit. I thought I had everything figured out. Some of you think that, oh, look at that guy. He's got this. He's got, he's got a nice shirt. Yeah, I don't have too many of them, but I got a nice shirt. He's got a house. He's, he can make ribs. He's, he's putting stuff on his Facebook page about making ribs. There was a time where I couldn't even afford the ribs that I smoked yesterday. I was praying that I would even have a meal. Now, I'm not a prosperity preacher, but let me tell you, I will tell you that the principles of God are yes and amen, and they do work when you're on the, on the ragged edge. And if you apply those policies and those, those things and biblical principles in your life, let me tell you, there is change available to you. I, I'm not going to be this one that says, hey, everything's all right, you're going to be all right. But when you start diligently applying, this guy never knew anything about tithe, never knew anything about offerings. You know, when I came to the Lord, I didn't even have two nickels to put between me working 60 to 80 hours a week and still couldn't make it and it was only me and my wife today i've got one job praise god i've i've been given given uh food i've been given uh bread to eat the stresses went down i'm to one job i'm i'm able to provide i'm able to give His word says that I'll pour out blessings so much onto you that you can't hardly contain it. Amen. Because I was in a position where there was nothing extra. Hello? And people want to, they want, and I I heard this, we heard this on Sunday night. Pastor Lester Sarmal spoke it so eloquently, and I wish a million people could hear it. And, And that is, we all want all of our problems to be solved in five minutes. Let me tell you, it's taken 15 years. Every single thing you see of mine, 
the wife, my home, my son, my vehicles, my job, my time with the Lord has all been a continual progress of 15 years of a change. 11, 22 of 20 at 6.47 a.m., my tent collapsed. 15 years ago. 6.47 this morning was my anniversary date of when I drew near to God the way I needed to because it, my tent came down. My, 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 pent, my tent stakes couldn't hold anymore. My cord snapped. My roof collapsed. The storm had hit. And it was time for change. You see, many people recognize good and bad in their life, but when you have the storms and things hit, you see, this is a remembrance not of the sorrow and the pain anymore. It used to be. Now it's a remembrance of what the Lord has done for me. Hello? Any one of you that you've had a storm hit, and you know that you've dug deep, and it took some work to get through it, but now you look back and you go, I was blind, but now I see. God, you were there. And it took all those years for me to learn that verse that God showed up last Sunday in worship of getting in my mind, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. You see, I had a form of godliness, but denied the power. I separated myself from God, and I thought I had everybody fooled. You ain't fooling anybody. You, you're only fooling yourself. You ain't fooling me. You ain't fooling God. Well, you may fool me. I'm sorry. You, you, may, you may get past me because a few of them are doing that. But let me tell you, I had to get right with God. You see, I was double-minded. That form of godliness that I believe. But yet, there was no time here. I believe, but there's no time in the house of the Lord. I'm just being honest with you. You're like, I can't believe you're saying this. And you're saying this on TV and on the radio. Yes, because there's a whole lot of people that are in my shoes, that were in my shoes, that if they're not careful, the storm's going to hit, and there needs to be someone that tells them there's a more excellent way. Oh, if I could have realized before then, oh, if, if I would have just been open and received the word of God. Oh, if I would have just come and tasted and seen how good he is instead of doing my own thing. Amen. My tent collapsed. I had no support group. I had no strong foundation. And it was time to rebuild. How about any of you? Go with me into Isaiah chapter 55. I want to give you an invitation. You see, I lived a life displeasing to the Lord. Working two jobs, not able to make ends meet. Looking at stuff I shouldn't have. Being around people I shouldn't have. You know, the word is true. Bad company corrupts good morals. Be careful who you're hanging around with because you don't want them to be an influence on you to draw you down, especially when you've made a change onto the Lord and you've got to reevaluate those people in your life and say, I've got to take care of me. I gotta, I've got to focus on getting my heart right with God. Amen? Look at, look at the verses here in Isaiah chapter 55. And, and it's to give you an invitation because there's nothing more that I'd love to do. If I could write all of you all million-dollar checks and make your lives happy, I would. Do it in a heartbeat. I know there was people that tried to help me in that hospital room. And they said, hey, if I could make it all better, I would. And they literally didn't have the ability. And sometimes you and I may not have the ability. But we do have one thing. And it doesn't cost anything. It's right here. The Word of God. 
I missed it my whole life. I spent thousands of dollars on fishing rods, <laughs> little green worms, trick worms, the, the good ones, the, 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 the green flake ones, the rattle traps. I know some of you don't know what that is. The crankbaits, new boats, trucks, everything else to sustain me to make me feel good. If I, could, if I had that, if I, if I had a need or I was going through a rough week, didn't I? Oh, I get, I get happy. I, oh, I'm, I know what will make me happy. I'll go find me another new boat. This one will be more sparkly than the last one. I'll just go find me a new truck. I bought several of them. Haven't I? Several new trucks. You're like, wow, you're blessed. No, I was in debt. The Bible says that the borrower is slave to the lender. All I did was put myself in slavery and bondage, and I needed a way out. Now, don't get all offended or condemned or anything. If those of us, I got bills too, don't get me wrong. A lot of things are investments, things we have, mortgages. I got it, okay? But it was, it was a hold on me. See what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was the principle behind that, that that was my God. I bowed down to that. Are you getting anything today? I bowed down to a life of compromise of something that would fulfill me other than the true living God. Now, some have all kind of money where it's not a problem. They just go, every time they want something, they just go write a check. Praise God. I hope that they would be encouraged to give to the needy and give to the poor a little bit and maybe, maybe use that 5013C and, and donate to a building fund and we'll put up a brand new church and we'll, we'll serve the Lord all together. I, I hope that some would help do that. But others are just like, well, what is my next Porsche? What's my next toy? See, for me, I had that same mentality except for I had to do it through the stronghold of the debt and not faith in God. I allowed compromise into my life. And leave me up here all by myself today. You see, I bowed down to the world. I didn't do Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The world had a hold on me. Am I blessed today? Yeah. But you know what? I don't hang on to any of it. If it goes, it goes. You're like, ah, you're just saying that. Hey, I know what it's to live in lack, and I know what it's like to live in plenty. Hello? I know what it's like to eat ramen noodles all week, and I know what it's like to have a big yummy brisket. Okay? Amen? Right? I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a person just like you, and you watching the broadcast. You're like, man, this guy's awful transparent. You know why? Because I love the people. And I know what it's like to live in lack and live in hopelessness. That was me. I was living a life of deceived of having my faith in things and not in the true living God. And my world crashed. But praise God for you that have made the right choice. Amen. So look what the word of God says. It says in verse 55. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Can I tell you, even with all my toys and all my stuff, when the storm hit in my life, I found myself in such a life of hopelessness that I thought I had just messed up so bad that there's no way that God could heal me, forgive me, or save me because I thought I'd done too much wrong. How many of you know people like that today? When I came to the Lord, you know how I, I'll, I'll, you don't know how, but I'll tell you how. When I came to the Lord, I came to an altar. And I said, Lord, I got nothing but me. 
I got nothing to offer you because I've made a mess. And I needed some hope. My ways didn't work, Lord. Your will be done. Oh, back then I didn't know that the, the prayer, hallowed be your holy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life. Oh, if I'd have known that before the storm hit. You see. He says, why do you spend money for what is not bread? Oh, I, I wasted so much money. I could have done so many good things, Pastor. I probably could have built a church for the amount of money I've wasted. And now it's gone. I could have done it for us. Thousands of dollars I've spent where we could be in a whole brand new building inviting people. And it's not about having the biggest building, but we could, we could, we could have launched our building fund so high if I just had a heart for people back then like I do now. And now I say, Lord, if you can use anyone, use me. If you can get it to me, you can get it through me. Hello? Because for most of my life, I was a reservoir. If it came to me, all about the guy in the mirror. But now, hey, you need a meal? Yeah. You want a meal cooked? Absolutely. I can do that. May not have all the resources, but if I can do something, that's what we're here. Now, sometimes our hands are tied. Sometimes we're not able to. I know what it's like to live in lack and live in plenty now. He says, incline your ear and come to me. You see, when I was in that, that emergency room, when I was in that, I was in that life unit, I was in that critical care unit. Come to me. Incline your ear. Come to me. You see, he's trying to draw you closer today. He's trying to draw me closer today. That we would calm some of our busy lives and spend time with him. Because I didn't spend time with him. I got in the rat race circle. And I wouldn't do like I did last Sunday and just listen. He says, incline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. He says, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. The Lord wants to make a covenant with you. He says, indeed, I've given him as a witness to the people and a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know you shall, uh, do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For He has glorified you. Look at verse 6 says. He says, seek the Lord. Hello? I'm trying to help you. I wish somebody would have told me this 16 years ago. It would have made things so much better. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Does that imply that there's a time where he won't be able to be found? Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day that if you need prayer, right here it is. You have nothing to be ashamed about. When I'm all done and the Lord says you're done, these altars are going to be open today for you to renew, strengthen, make a confession of faith before everyone else. If you, if you need to testify that I, I, I need the Lord, I'm, I'm going to repent, I turn again, I made a new commitment, amen. amen. If you haven't publicly confessed that Jesus is Lord, you're going to be given an opportunity today. Because I wish someone would have told me this in the hospital room. I wish somebody would have told me this before the canopy fell. He says, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Oh, the thoughts that used to go through my head. (laughs) 
they still go through my head, but now I'm able to distinguish between the two. Hmm. What's God? What's not God? You know? Let him return. Hello? Wait a minute. Wait, let's read this all the way through. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. Oh, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew me in that steadfast spirit. And he, he's Jesus, he's the Lord, will have mercy on who? And you. Never feel like you've done too much wrong or went too far that the Lord can't heal, that the Lord can't save, that the Lord can't strengthen because he's totally able. He says, and he will have mercy on him and to our God and for he will abundantly pardon. He'll wash you anew. There's there's not a sin that he can't wash. There's not a thing that you've done or looked at that if you ask for God to, to restore you and renew renew you that he won't abundantly pardon. Hello? The difference is, it's not about will God do it. It's about will we recognize and come to knowledge that we have sinned and fallen short and that we need to renew our efforts and draw near to God. Hello? He says in verse 8, oh, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Look at verse 10. I want to get you out of here in plenty of time. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. Did any of you see some snow this morning? Boy, I thought that was really symbolic. I wasn't expecting the snow, and then I saw the snow coming down. I thought, thank you, Lord. It was almost to me, it was almost as I was reading it, it was it was almost like the rainbow showing up in your life after the storm. As a reminder, it says, I got this. You see, you made it through. It was a little bumpy. The the cords got stretched and the pent the te- the the tent pegs got a little messed up, but the roof's still holding. It says, For as the snow comes down, the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower. Thank you, Lord. And bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. I don't know about you, but that that just wants... I just feel like throwing myself on the altar that the Lord would take time and share with us what is pleasing to him and the word would accomplish what pleases him that pleases God I want to be I want to be pleasurable to God and not rebellious like I used to be and he says it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it You know, I'm going to remember next Sunday for a while. Because he made it so clear for me to understand what pleases him. Those of you that have little children and grandchildren, you you might pick up on this, that there's you can have the worst day of work that there is. I mean, just miserable. And you hit that door. Mommy, dad. Let me show you this. Somebody's, they give you a great big hug. Is there, is there any much more that warms your heart than that? Think about our Heavenly Father. Isn't it time to get back, back to the Father's house? Back to that quiet time of being thankful once again? Recognizing during this Thanksgiving week, you see, there's a feast available for you in the kingdom of God as well where we get back to the father's house and we we get we get there's been so much distraction so much junk that we get back to the family unit we get back to being thankful how many of you've had that stress lately 
where the devil tries to get rid of your thankfulness and you forget in the mornings before your feet hit the hit the floor. Tomorrow morning's a good test. Before your feet hit the floor, thank you, Lord, for another day. Pastor Burkhart used to teach that. He, he'd, he'd tell us, I don't know how many times, if he told us once, he told us a thousand times, before, even, before his feet even hit the floor, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Hello? It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The Lord has sent a word for you today for us to draw near to God during this time. And it shall prosper in the thing for which he sent it. He says in verse 12, For you shall go out with joy. (laughs) How'd you come in today? Would you like to go out different? It's up to you. The word's been sent. The word, I've already delivered the word. The answers to your problems, the answers to what's going on, the answers to the storm, it's already been sent. You can leave differently than the way you came in. You can go out with joy and be led out with peace. (laughs) Love this. This transformed my life, guys. Hello? You see, it's not, it's not always about this, you know, I see preachers on, on Facebook and they're shouting and getting you all encouraged. But sometimes it's just about encouraging the word that says, listen, the word of God is here to help encourage us that things can be different. It may be tough. The, the tent may be shaken in the pent. The t- I can't even say that. I keep messing that up today. The tent stakes will hold. All that can be going on, but you can still have joy. You're like, how is that possible? It is possible. Fifteen years ago, I didn't know it was possible. Today, I've learned through seasons of being on the potter's wheel, it's possible. (laughs) I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know about the rest of you. Let out with peace. How many of you come in here troubled but go out differently because you've gotten with the presence of the Lord? That's how the rest of your week should be. Hello? If you feel so good coming to church, when you leave, you're filled with joy. And when you leave, you have peace. Don't make that only Sundays and Wednesdays. Make it on every day that ends in Y. Turn on your praise music. You can, you can Google and YouTube praise music that we even play different times. And you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Hello? You, I think some of you need this. I know I need this. I preach myself happy. Because, because you can't make it your only time with drawing near to the Lord on Sunday morning. That's right. That is right. If, if the only time I heard from the Lord was on praise and worship only on Sunday morning for 20 minutes, I'm going to be starving to death the rest of the week. I will be anemic. I'll be weak. The devil will come in and beat me up. There'll be fiery darts all left and right. Hello? And if you could get... How do I help you? It's so simple that our children understand it. When praise team was playing this morning before service, the kids were all singing as they played crayons. You should have heard it. It was beautiful. They sang right in tune with all the rest of you as they're coloring. The kids get it. The simple things of life. I watched my wife last night. I was, I was reading and studying. I was, just, I was just meditating on the Word of God. And I saw her sit down and was doing more painting that the women's group inspired. Some gift that's inside her. No one embarrass you. But some gift I've not recognized in years. Let me tell you, praise God for the women's group. You are a blessing, women. Man, I sat there and I, it, I, I, was, just, I was just like, Wow. Look what the Lord has done. This woman works hard. Real hard. And to see her sit and just enjoy herself was a blessing of the Lord. You inspired that. 
Because I know, I know what it's like to work 80 hours a week, and you have no time for yourself. You have no time to do anything else. And you just say, I'm, I'm going to just do this. And I watched her do it, and I'm like, it was such an example to me. I'm like, you know, I'm, we could probably take a lesson from that, man. How many times do we go in 90 mile a minute trying to solve every problem that there is, trying to fix everything, be a dad, be a, be a husband, right? Right, guys? Nonstop. But let me tell you, you can go out today with joy. If you've, if you've been having a rough time, the Lord's here. And if you're watching, you can, you can email us, you can, you can get on the Facebook, we'll pray with you. But the Lord's here. Whether you feel Him or not, He's here and, and I'm going to go out, uh, for me and my house, I'm going to take this verse right here. And when I go out today, I'm going to go out with joy. If you don't have joy today, you, let's stick around. Let's get to the altars. Let's, let's, whatever it takes. But let's have you go out with joy of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is your... Ha! Ah, you see it all coming together. I had no strength. It was all on my own. But when you put your faith in Jesus Christ... The tent stakes will hold. He says, and be led out with peace. And I'm, I'm getting ready to close. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. <laughs> you know, in the, in the storms of life, you know, there ain't too much of anything that sounds pleasing or good, is there? You focus on all the negative. Every little negative thing pops up and just irks you. Right? But when you slow down just a little bit, and you look at some of the most important things, and you spend some family time this week at Thanksgiving. Now, there's some that they don't want to, and that's their personal choice. Well, I, know in, I know in my home, we're gonna, we've made the invite, but we're, we're going to be thankful. We're going to sit around the table. And we're going to eat. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Now, granted, there's been a lot of Thanksgivings. There hasn't been much on the table. But we're still thankful. You know, praise God for those sales, 33 cents a pound, right? Amen? Right? Hallelujah. A couple cans of corn and a couple green beans at 43 cents a can. We can get her done for about $8.40. Right? Amen? Hallelujah. You see, you got to look for those things. That's a blessing of the Lord. I mean, you, you don't look for deals? That's a blessing of the Lord. And watch for them. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The uncultivated thorny bushes and trials of life can turn into a wonderful fragrance and shrub of the Lord. It is possible. Those times, those nights, those dark times, let me tell you, there's joy that comes in the morning. There is a season. Has it taken me a while? Yeah. Yeah. It did not happen overnight. It was the Lord's doing. Everything you see today from me, I give credit to the Lord. Everything that I've worked on, every time that I had to say no, every time I had to just hold my tongue, it was the Lord's doing. Every time that I had to just be patient with my wife, Every time that my wife had to be patient with me. Praise God for you women. Praise God. Because I'm, I'm a tough case. It takes a special woman to be married to me. I'll say it. It's okay. Amen. You're like you're saying that on Facebook live. Yeah. Because you know what? Men, you need to be thankful for all that your women are doing. Don't take them for granted because you don't realize sometimes. Women, support your husbands. They're taking on a weight of that canopy that you may not 
quite understand. There's a spiritual weight that has to happen in a man and woman's house. And for you women that are having to hang on to that yourselves, be encouraged. The tent stakes will hold. Amen. Listen, it's the invitation of all invitations. It doesn't cost you a thing. But it costs Jesus' life. Jesus died and rose again on the third day. He took your sins. He paid the price that you couldn't pay. Do you realize that? Thank you, Lord, is right. In this time of Thanksgiving, if you've not made a confession of faith, today's your day to make a confession of faith because this is the answer. And people are like, well, I don't see how that is. I didn't either. I didn't see it either. And there's families that I know, I hope that we watch and going, you fell and hit your head again. And I'm like, then I've hit my head for Jesus because I know it works. Was it instant? Nope. It's taken time. It's taken the potter's wheel. It's taken the blacksmith shop that we've talked about. It's taken a refining of the word of going, not my will, but your will. What did we sing this morning? I surrender all. Lord, I surrender, not my ways, not my will, your will. Not my will be done, your will be done. Use me. If you can use anybody, use me. Send me. Amen? You see, it's the invitation of life where you can eat and have, have joy and have peace. And if you don't have that today, I want to invite you. The River family wants to invite you to come to a place where you can, you can be set free. You can find help. We, it may not be, we may not have all the answers. But I do know this, we're all about prayer. Some of you didn't realize it, but there's mighty men of God that were at these altars this morning. And you think, well, you're just praying for yourself. Absolutely not. It's to pray for you and your families and your homes. I know what it's like. I know it's like to not have anyone around to help. I know it's like not to have a support group. But with Jesus, you've got a support group. You're like, why, how? Because we can't buy our way into heaven. You can't do enough good works. You can't do enough good deeds. There's an, there's an ultimate problem that, that we have been born into sin. We're good at it, right? If we get real about it, we, we're good at it. And, and very few people are talking about this today, of that there's a more excellent way. And I pray that today, if there's anyone here that's in need, that we're going to open this up. We've got plenty of time. I've, I've cut way short from our normal, our normal service. And I pray those would watch would get a hold of it as well. And I hope that each one of you would take this message to heart for the Lord has sent this word to you. That you would be encouraged but also draw near to the one who's the author. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc, dot org. God bless you.